Welcome back to The Rental Realist, episode number 15. In today's episode, we're going to talk about pets. Nobody wants pets in their rental property, right? Or do they? I'll give you my two cents coming up. So you want to know how to make it in the yeah, real estate yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. We about to put you Come up on. on game. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Rental Realist. Come on. Okay, so do you allow pets in your rental property or should you allow pets in your rental property? Or is the better way to go about it to have absolutely no pets and a, a, a very strict no pet policy? You know, in an ideal world, of course, we, we would like to rent all of our properties with no pets. And the reasons are, are obvious. When you have pets in a property, you're just open to a potential damage, uh, just being harder on the property in general. But is that the right decision? Is that the right move? Now, there are situations, you know, from a legal standpoint where you have to allow pets, you know, with support animals and things like that. We're not going to dive into that today. Uh, what we're talking about today is just your your standard renter who happens to have a pet and how you should deal with that and how you should handle it. We do manage for a number of clients who are very strict. They don't want pets in their properties and they just, they're upfront with it and they just shut that down. My personal philosophy with my own properties is I don't advertise no pets. I also don't advertise that I accept pets. I just let the applications come in and then I evaluate it on a case-by-case basis. So here's the real question. If you do have a strict no pet policy, how many opportunities are you actually leaving on the table by basically saying no pets? So anybody that knows me pretty well knows that I, I love stats. I love numbers. I love digging in and see if I can figure stuff out. So I decided to, to waste some time and I decided to tally up the last 50 applications that we received as a company on single family homes to see how many of them actually had pets and how many had no pets. And the numbers came back. There were actually more applicants with pets than applicants without pets. It wasn't a huge difference, but there was 28 out of 50 who had pets and then 22 who did not. Now that's a very small sample size, but it tells the story. And the story is, there are a lot of people out there who are pet owners who are looking for rental properties. And in my opinion, I think you're just selling yourself short by eliminating more or less 50% of the renter pool just to not have a pet inside your home. And if you're truly looking to maximize your investment, then I think you need to be open to all, all potential, and including people with pets. I'm going to give you a recent example of somebody that we rented to who had pets that actually turned out to be actually made the owner more money. So as I'm evaluating all these applications that are coming in, I had a couple who had amazing credit, just like such good credit. You're like, why are you renting? You should, you know, they could buy if they wanted to. Um, but they had a pet, but the credit was so good. There was really no reason to say no to these people. And compared to the other applications that we were receiving, you know, there were other people who didn't have pets but, you know, there were other credit issues or, or you know, income issues or whatever it might, might have been at the time. This was about a year ago. So we decided to, to rent to these people. And what we did is we increased the rent by $50. We said, hey, we really like your application. But since you have a pet, 
we're going to increase the rent $50 a month, and they accepted. These people only lived there for a year, but the owner ended up making an extra 600 bucks that year with, with the pet rent, and we ended up giving the full deposit back to these renters because as we kind of predicted, they were great tenants. They took phenomenal care of the house. You could not tell that a pet was there, and they deserved every penny of their deposit back. So who won in this situation? The owner won by being willing to work with someone with a pet. So how do I evaluate a tenant who has a pet? How do I evaluate if they're going to be a good pet owner or a bad pet owner? Now, there's a couple different things that you can do, but where I start with, I start with, okay, let's put the pet aside. Are they a good risk? How does their credit check out? Do they pay their bills? How's their rental history look? How's their job history look? Is there stability in their lives? If all those things are checking out yes, then the likelihood of them being a good pet owner go up significantly. Now, if there are issues, if there's credit issues, if they don't pay all their bills, if they're, you know, jump, you know, job hopping or, you know, they only last a year at every place they rent, that starts to lead you down, you know, maybe they're they're not the best pet owner. And so, you know, we we as we always do, we look into all those things, but if all those things are checking out, it makes me feel a lot better about the pet situation. The other part of it is you just need to evaluate the pet. What kind of pet is it? Is it a dog? Is it a cat? How old is the pet? How big is the pet? How much does the pet weigh? Is it indoor, outdoor? Um, is it male or female, Like especially with a cat? Uh, has it been fixed? Uh, there, there's things that you need to ask and just kind of use common sense to, to evaluate that, that risk for sure. Another thing I look at is, okay, this property is all hard floors. You know, what's, what's the worst thing that could happen by me renting to these people with a pet? Now, if it's a house full of carpet, that risk goes up significantly because if it's a you know not a good pet owner and that dog destroys the carpet, that's really expensive. So you have to evaluate the property. You know, is is it conducive to having a dog or a pet? Is there a yard? You know, there's a lot of little things that you have to just kind of case by case look at and just use logic and common sense to to evaluate if it's you know a good property or a good risk to rent to somebody with a pet. And as I mentioned in my example, you can use pets as an opportunity to increase revenue. Most tenants who have pets who are looking for a place to rent, they're fully expecting to pay extra at some level. Sometimes people like to charge an extra deposit. My personal opinion is I wouldn't do that. You're already getting a, a significant number for a deposit. And in my experience, it's hard to chew up a whole deposit unless somebody absolutely trashes a place. So what I would rather do is just increase the rent and so you're actually pocketing that money as time goes on. You know, if they live, you know, if you charge an extra 50 bucks a month and they live there for three years, you know, you just made an extra 1800 bucks. And even if they're hard on the carpet, you know, essentially they just bought you new carpet. So you end up winning in that situation. You want to know what's better than a two-year tenant who always paid on time and didn't have any pets? A 10-year tenant who always paid on time who had two big dogs. And the point is, our job as landlords is to identify the absolute best tenant that we can who has long-term potential. Because at the end of the day, that is the absolute key to successful real estate investing is getting those golden tenants who are going to stay there for a long period of time. Because if you can avoid the turnover and having to paint, have to replace floor coverings every two years, every three years, every five years, whatever it might be, 
you make so much more money over a long period of time that getting those long-term tenants is the absolute key. So let's summarize this real quick. If you have a strict no-pet policy, you're essentially cutting your pool of renters in half. And by doing so, how many of those, that 50% could have been an absolute home run all-star tenant for you? So give yourself the most opportunity possible. Don't have a strict no-pet policy. Instead, look at it as a case-by-case basis and make sure it's a situation that you feel comfortable with. And then number two, by doing so, if you do locate that really good tenant where everything checks out, the only thing that doesn't is they have a they have a you know a twenty pound dog. Use that as an opportunity to increase revenue, and as you increase revenue every month that they're there and they're paying that amount, you're literally minimizing your risk. And there's going to be a cross point where not only is it risk, it's actually gain now. And if they move out and they were great tenants and great pet owners and didn't damage the property, you win. And if they live there long enough, and even if the pet was a little hard on the property, but you made enough money over that period of time to cover whatever damage it was, you still win. So in my opinion, don't sell yourself short. Treat everything on a case-by-case basis and look at it as an opportunity instead of a liability when it comes to pets. That's it for today. Thanks for taking a listen as always, and we'll see you on the next one.